today we'll talk about how we can heal patients in a different way when they're at the end of their rope and feeling lost. Private practice owners, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I help providers like you control your practice, control your life, control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. For today, we wanted to talk about medicine in itself Well, we can't heal everything. We can only do so much with the knowledge that we have. But what about all the problems our patients seek out multiple subspecialties still couldn't get the need of healing that they can ask for and have chronic pains that doesn't resolve, even have to go to potentially seeking surgical help. But then there are practitioners who has found a way to do it differently to give you a little different perspective and use angelical healing, quantum healing, to actually turn things around. Despite the people having depression for many years and having aches and pains that never resolve. So I so appreciate you joining us, Dr. T. And he is on a unique healing modality. He was, a, well, he still is a doctor of chiropractic by degree, bachelor of science in human biology, and certified a clinical hypnotherapist and a massage therapist. And he really transformed the way of healing, wells, and well-being of thousands of people and animals using focusing intention, angels, and quantum physics. So that's why people call him the human engineer. And I can't wait for him to share with us how can we heal people a different way when they're really at the end of their rope and really feeling lost. Thanks, Dr. Teek, for joining us. And I know you just came back from beautiful tropical country. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sabrina. Thank you so much. Yes, I came back from Nicaragua and I'm in the snow. <laughs> So I'm a little shocked right now, but but I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that you're able to hop in with us. So tell us a little bit about your journey in going into healthcare and picking chiropractic. And how did you also discover this Angelica quantum healing? Well, my journey into chiropractic, my father was a chiropractor, but I had no interest in it at all. And as life has it, uh, I found myself in extreme pain for many years, like many people. I got injured when I was really young on the farm. And you kind of just go through life, uh, you know, ignoring your injuries. You you know, see people and you don't really get too much help and you just keep going because that's life. And finally, I uh, crossed paths uh, with a chiropractor at a um, health fair that did something that nobody else had ever done to me. And it was a style of muscle work that unleashed this nerve that was trapped deep in, inside my body in the autonomic chain, very close to your spine. And it absolutely changed my life. Um, it, the lights went on and... There was music and, and I got up and floated around this room for a few minutes and I came back. So what the heck was that? And 
he, he explained that it was a muscle that was locked on this nerve when I had injured my back when I was a young kid, Bailey Hay. And so long story short, he was the one who inspired me. I worked with him for about four or five months. And he says, you know, I've known you for five months and you've had six different jobs. You know, you're just curious and you'll never, ever figure out the human body. And so that, and, and he, and he said that, you know, you can learn all of this. If you just become a massage therapist, you can start there. And so that's what I did. That's where I started in this journey. I became a massage therapist and in doing so I had had a motorcycle accident and broke a bone in my, in my hand. It's a navicular bone, hardest bone in the body to heal. Um, all the orthopedists listening know, know that. And I was on my way home from the doctor and, and it had been about uh, four months uh, since it had been broken. And he was like, look, this bone is necrosing. It's dying. We're going to have to do a major surgery on your hip if we don't, if it doesn't turn around in the next 10 days. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's going to really set you back. Well, it'll end up probably fusing your hand and, and really it's a, it's not very successful surgery. And that's, you know, we're in, we're in, we're in some trouble here. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, you know, we'll figure this out. And of course I was a massage therapist with one hand, so I couldn't even do a work right then. And I was on my way home from, uh, from the doctor that day. And I saw a yard sale. And I pulled off the side of the road. I saw some lamps and the lamps were all junk. And I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw this book and it was, you know, it was just kind of facing me and it said, heal yourself with hypnosis. So I bought it for a quarter, flipped the guy a quarter, took it home. And this was back, uh, oh gosh, when was this? It was like 95, I think. So, uh, so uh, I, I took it home and it had a script in there that you read. It was written by two women. And I can't remember the name of it exactly. I wish I could remember that name. But it was a, a very simple script of how to relax and how to do your, your self-hypnosis and do a recording. So that's what I did. And they had a blood perfusion script in the back of the book for, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was for uh, cramping or menstrual issues, I think. And I just changed the words and, and had it for this bone in my hand. And I went back 10 days later and it was 100% healed. I listened to it every day, twice a day. For 10 days, I went back. It was 100% healed. And so that's what got me starting looking at the mind, how powerful the mind is to heal the body. And um, so that started my journey. And then I became a, a clinical hypnotherapist. I did that with massage. I combined the two for a year or so. And I just started running into things where I was like, I just need more knowledge. I need more knowledge. And I finally woke up one morning and it was just clear in my mind that I needed to go to school and become a doctor or an acupuncturist or something. And so I started reviewing all the different programs and I really wanted to be an acupuncturist, but I just, you know, I just, you know, earth, wind, fire. I just, I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. <laughs> so then chiropractic, I, I, the philosophy of chiropractic is what really drew me into that profession. So that's why I chose that. But what I'm doing now, of course, is a whole nother story. Uh, do you want to hear that? <laughs> I know it, it's just fascinating. I, I think a lot of people are Past as you are self-discovering, hey, maybe I'm interested in this. Let me try, try it out. But maybe not exactly what I thought it is. So let me try something else. But that something else actually is cohesive with what we already done, right? Uh, every phase of your life, as you progress into the next one, doesn't matter we completely shift a new career or it's just a lateral change, we can still use our skills to adapt into the next situation next environment and then really not force ourselves to fix the environment but to see how we can integrate and which is really true for your sense it's like oh you know what like i i got healing myself 
I realized that this, this really works. It's powerful. And for people that are telling me, the experts tell me I have to have surgery. Now I don't. I even was just 10 days of self healing and using a specific therapy technique. And then you start to keep expanding. You want to learn. You're craving. You're curious, right? And just like um, the chiropractor who keep telling you, which is amazing that how we can tap continuously tap into that part of the brain. And now you're shifting in chiropractic. And then, all right, so once you become a chiropractor, what happened for you to make another leap? Well, you said it exactly. You said the word, you said the word, the word is curiosity. And I'm just a curious individual. And, and obviously you are as well doing what you're doing. I mean, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. When I saw your podcast and looked at it, I just think, okay, you should come and take my class because... You know, being curious and being open to new ideas and change, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, society is so locked into their people are just locked into the mode, mode of thinking these days that it's it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of too bad. I feel sorry for them because curiosity is what opens up the doors to all these different things so to possibility. Who knows what's going to happen? And I can sit here and say that, but I was the most the biggest stringent skeptic locked into this must be the way the earth works on the planet. And until I, my eyes got opened and my eyes got opened in a class, my first uh, trimester in, in uh, chiropractic college, I, I studied with this, this old man. I can't remember his name now. He was 92 back then. And so this would be like in 20, over 20 years ago. And, and he was doing this really far out stuff and touching the cranium and touching different parts of the body and doing all this really, really neat stuff. And I was, I, I thought it was really fascinating and interesting and a, and uh, the first day on break, right at lunch, uh, I, I got up and I went over. I had a really important question for him. I'm like, hey, doc, uh, I got this. Uh, I got a question. He goes, hold on. He goes, hold on one second. Reaches down and he takes his finger all the way up his arm. And he kind of is looking off in the distance. And he goes, OK, uh, what, what's your question? And I said, well, what the hell was that? And he said, oh, that was, uh, that was uh, Betty in uh, Kentucky. She's having heart. She called me this morning. She, she's having heart murmurs. And I just took care of it for her. And I said, oh, okay, all right. And he said, he said, now, what was your question? I saw, oh, don't worry about it. I, I got it figured out. And I turned, I ran out of there like a scared little kid. I was just like, okay, this guy's nuts. I'm leaving, you know? <laughs> well, years later, it turns out, you know, that's the heart meridian. I don't know if you know that or not. That's the heart meridian in, in Chinese, um, you know, acupuncture. And he worked on somebody remotely. So that was my first introduction to this remote work was this old man doing it. And I just was, it just... I literally was scared. I was like, okay, what, you know, so I left and I found another guy to study with who's uh, applied kinesiology, real, pretty world famous guy. And um, I was studying with him and there was a, a doctor in the corner kind of hiding out by himself and he's doing these weird things and I, his hands. I'm like, that guy's doing that. He's doing something that nobody else is doing. So I went over there and said, hey, so you're treating somebody somewhere else. He says, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, don't tell anyone. I don't want anybody to know. And, you know, and so I caught him at lunch and, and, and he, you know, he just gave me a really brief, like, Hey, it's all about quantum mechanics. It's all about observation. It's about your intention. You can heal anybody, anywhere, anytime, if you're really clear on what it is you're doing. And I don't even remember his name. It's been so long since I taught. I mean, he was just a regular doctor. He wasn't teaching it or anything. Fast forward about a year, I, I was in practice uh, as a chiropractic student because I had a massage certificate and I had my uh, clinical hypnosis uh, certi you know, certification. So I was already treating people and a guy came in and I'd been seeing him for a while, fixed all kinds of stuff on him. And his mother was dying in a hospital in Dallas. and We were in Los Angeles. And 
I said, well, you know, supposedly we can do this thing. And he's like, oh, I'll do anything for mom. You know, I said, well, I will too. I'll do anything for mom also. So we treated her and she was, uh, she was on, on her deathbed. She was getting ready for uh, either a quadruple bypass surgery or a heart. They were looking for a new heart. I mean, this is when they were first doing heart transplants. And she got up and walked out of that hospital three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> She's a feisty Texan woman. She literally yanked all her tubes out, pulled all her stuff out, got up and walked out of that hospital three o'clock that morning. So that was my, that was the start of my journey into her healing. It's so incredible. So for me in heart-lung surgery, we know typically that's the last resort. People can have the option to say not to have surgery based on your quality of life and how you wanted to take care of things at your last end. Or some patient become just too sick. We don't even want to touch them because what is the consequence of do we really going to improve their quality of life or extend their lifespan? expectancy, right? The risk might be too great. And for someone who, no matter what the cost, you gave them a different hope. And have you kept in touch with that lady? How long she was able to heal and live afterwards? We changed her life. If she had just stopped smoking, she'd still be here, but she's just feisty. She wouldn't stop smoking. So she came out to, uh, she literally got up and, and, and he called her and said, Hey mom, I have this guy and he did this, he did this stuff. And that's what happened. She's like, I'm coming out. Uh, so she came out to, to Los Angeles like two or three days later. And she came into the office. She could barely walk. Uh, I think when she left her last oxygen reading was like, like monitored. It was like at 60% or something. And so she came in. She could barely move. She just looked terrible. She just looked terrible. She was on her deathbed. And I treated her every day for a week. And she left. And she came back and I was doing, I was, I did, I wasn't even using the angels at that time. I was doing a lot of different other things. And, um, I was really kind of, I was using intention, uh, a lot of intentional based and energetic uh, healing modalities. Some acupuncture, I was using some other work that's out there that I've kind of come taken all the good points out of it in this training I'm doing. Anyhow, she, um, so she did five days with me. She left, she came back a month later and I, in my office in Los Angeles, uh, you had to come down like six stairs to get to my front door. And I was waiting on him to come. I was uh, home from school. And so I was waiting for him to show up and looked out the window and I, I didn't know she was in town. And so uh, she comes walking down the stairs with, with a guy, with Charlie. And they, I opened up the front door and I said, well, Charlie, I didn't know you had a sister. And she says, why, Tony, you dirty dog. It's me, Susan. And <laughs> she lost 25 years. She looked like she looked like his sister. She was a beautiful woman. I, I mean, she just complete transformation, complete transformation. She lived another, I think about 15 years, 10, 12, 13 years. She got to see him get married, meet a woman, have a child. She met her grandson. I think her grandson was six or seven when she finally passed. But what took her down was, uh, well, I can't even say it's a, it's a medication to you know help her stop smoking. It just, there are side effects. There are side effects to some of these things. And it was a medication to help her stop smoking. And that's what, that just turned her down. And we couldn't turn that back around. And, you know, but she lived a lot long, a lot longer. And it was, uh, it's, it's really a, amazing to have that be my first um, remote case because that's what I launched from, you know, and when you see something like that, you believe it and then you start to have faith. It is important as providers, we show our patients what exactly we're doing to build trust and for them to have faith. That also means break down things in simpler terms that can be applied to their life. They have to see it, 
before they believe it. If they haven't ever seen something, it's hard for them to wrap their head around those concepts. Even for my own personal experience, medicine in itself doesn't matter what type you're practicing, it is hard for people to break down. And it's very much a new learning experience and process for them. Sometimes we have to show them and discuss in multiple ways and multiple times. Be patient so your patients can trust you and truly believe in the results that you're able to help them to achieve. And that's what we do in my class. We, we, we show it to you right off. So you see it, so you can start to believe it. Because if you don't, if you don't, haven't ever seen something, you know, it's hard to wrap your mind around. I mean, we had this uh, show and tell. I mentioned we're doing these show and tell uh, uh, um, presentations, basically, to show people what it is we're doing. Uh, we had one yesterday. We had a woman on there with twenty over twenty years of uh, knee pain, completely gone, hundred percent gone. So we're we're trying to actually show you the power of this. We had a few things. I mean, I, I don't know. I call that a miracle. I mean, when you have 20 years of pain, and it's gone in five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know. What else do you call that? You know, we had a guy, you know, nine of 10 shoulder pain, completely not 100% gone in 10 minutes. I don't know what else you call those things. I mean, what do you call that, Sabrina? Do you call that a miracle or do you call that luck or do you call, you know, uh, <laughs> I think it, it doesn't matter what you call it. People care really about the result, the value, the relief of pain. And even just for us who you feel like functional, you're going every day. But guess what? The way that we're standing, we bend over to exam patients where, where for me, at least, I start off in surgery, I never really left. So you're always bending down, neck cramping, standing there for hours, right? That become a chronic issue. And so I got my chiropractor acupuncture tingly. And it's just because like these are rebalancing yourself, but it doesn't mean that it completely take things away. So for all of us, it doesn't matter if you have two years of pain or 20 years of pain, we still really should find ways to deal with it and not feeling like, oh yeah, yeah, I just got a little bit therapy here and there, stretch, do yoga, do Pilates, then it's fine. But we still wanted to be able to say, hey, can I just do something to completely get rid of my difficulties, my pain, so I don't have to worry about. And everything else that I do is simply elevating my life and keep my body in the best shape it can be, not because I have to do it. Otherwise, I, I'll feel the achiness and that can inhibit us from being there for our patients, right? Or even for our family. If you want to just stand up and go and you, uh, you have to really take your five minutes just to stretch and just to get your body right, and that doesn't feel good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And what we're looking at, what we're discovering is how to get to the root cause of all that stuff. I mean, we should be able to be in these positions and be able to uh, have these mo movements and different things and not feel crunched up and, and, you know, tender and sore. And that's one of the things that we did yesterday on everybody in the call. I think we had 20, uh, 25 people yesterday. And I said, okay, who, uh, turn your neck side to side, move your back, move your body. Who, uh, who, who's tender? Everybody raised their hand. Everyone raised their hand. And so with the work that we're doing, uh, we're bringing in these vibrations from the angelic realm. I know we're going to talk about that. But these things come in and wipe out the cause of that stuff. And it's 
it's really fascinating. What, for example, people who squeeze our hands, I mean, even people listen to this, who squeeze your hands, are they tender? So 80% of people's hands are tender because they had antibiotics when they were little kids. People tend to forget that antibiotics are made from molds. And this stuff grows in the joints and hands. Body pushes mold away from organs out into the hands and feet and knees. Knees are, that's what I found on that woman yesterday was a, was a now, and, and I know a lot of people are going to think, wait a minute, what, the, what do you mean infection? How, you know, infection you have in your mind, you go, wait a minute, infection is red streaks running up the arms and there's pus and there's all this stuff. No, we're a super microorganism. We're full of infectious agents all the time. And what happens is these things get out of control and they get they over they overwhelm the body in different ways. They find places to hide. We know that they hide. And we're, you know, science is just so far behind. I mean, I treated that woman yesterday for pathogens in, in her knee, 20 years worth, 100% gone. She was in, I don't even know where. I don't remember where she was at. I was in Los Angeles. She was in Colorado or New York or somewhere. I don't even know. Um, I don't remember. Um but that's what we're talking about. That's how I know, you know, and, and the people are also like, well, how do you know they're angels? Well, I don't know. If that's what my intention is. And what else is it? It's not me going. Yeah. I mean, I was wiped out yesterday. I just cut off a beach for three months. I'd worked two 12 hour days and, I, and it was early in the morning. I was sleeping in a crappy hotel with loud music blasting next door. I, I think I had three hours of sleep in three days. And so it's not like I'm sitting there with this, you know, crazy energy coming out of my head. No, that's, that's not what this is. This is, a, this, is, this is access to the angelic realm. And when you see it and you understand it, that's what we're teaching. Quantum mechanics, how the universe works, you have this access that you're able to just say, ah, that's what this is. Half the problem is we don't know what the hell's going on with people. You know, you squeeze your hands, they're tender, you go see a doctor. I mean, and, and God bless doctors are doing the best they can or acupuncturists, whoever it is. And they're trying to get acupuncturists are trying to get more energy in there to fix it. Doctors use medications to try, you know, usually try methotrexate or some other medication to reduce the inflammation. But that's not the issue. The issue is an infection. And when it's driven out of the hands, it'll go somewhere else in the body. So we're trying to, I'm trying to get to the root cause of this stuff. And I'm pretty sure that woman's knee, uh, she sounded older. Uh, her video wasn't working, so I don't know. I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> I don't remember her name. <laughs> you don't have to. Angels don't care. They're here to help us. Dr. T mentioned, since the majority of us have had antibiotics when we were little, 80% of people's hands are tender because of it. People tend to forget that viruses are made from molds that grow in the joints and hands. The body pushes molds away from organs out into the hands, feet, and knees. Humans are a super microorganism full of infectious agents all the time, which we call that normal flora. What happens is when these things get out of control, they overwhelm the body in different ways to find places to hide. Then we have to think about what is the root cause? Despite that people can go to a traditional Western medicine doctor to reduce inflammation and kill bacteria with antibiotics or a acupuncturist to align more energy during lymphatic, perhaps even a chiropractor to fix the joint pain. However, do we really know the true cause of these infectious issues. As Dr. T mentioned, we can allow 
quantum mechanics, which means learning how the universe works to set balance in our body. And I think everyone watching this has had an angelic experience. Probably you too have had some experience in your life. Well, wow, God bless the that must have been a guardian angel, or that must have been something, something because this never could have worked out on its own without it. It's just that you haven't, you can't see them, so it's hard to believe. And that's part of the training is seeing it right off the first day and the first hour. You're going to see this. You can't deny it. And that little that little sprinkle of belief is what starts that the next level, and that's faith. How do you show people to see, and then to actually get that sprinkle of belief? Everybody who comes to a, a seminar, somebody has something, some kind of chronicity that no one's been able to fix, unless they've been on too many of my show and tells. <laughs> but uh, somebody has something, and so I find that person who has something. And in the first hour, I'll grab somebody else who's never done any healing at all and tell them there's a very specific process to the, to the training. And I, I can't get into it too much. It's kind of crazy. It's a neurology. It's, uh, it's these certain things that, that um, I've picked up over, over time and, and become aware of, of, of a method that I can really bring you up to speed really fast. So it's kind of like a, I call it a Spock mind meld. You, you ever watch Star Trek? You got to be, you like Star Trek, right? Remember Spock, Kirk, Kirk, come back, right? <laughs> it's a little different than that, but <laughs> but it's very similar to that, you know, and, and I've picked this up through my hypnosis training of how to bring you up to speed really fast. I don't do any talking. It's an energy comes out of a hand. You have certain spots in the cranium that allow this knowledge to be passed on really quickly. And so I'll do that. To everybody, and then I'll grab somebody in the class and have them fix somebody across the room from a chronicity, something that no one's been able to fix. Whether you believe in miracles, angels, quantum physics, or other type of healing resources that we cannot touch without significant data to back up, however, the fact of the matter is. People do heal differently. Doctor T showed us that when he's working with different healers in person, he's transferring the knowledge that he has to them by touch. And then when they're trying to heal other patients, such as the woman who felt like she couldn't walk and said that she couldn't do anything, through the healing that he conducted. The woman was able to alleviate his pain, and then use the same concept to heal her son. We did this in the last class. It was a woman with a bad knee. She broke her leg. Her knee never healed after that. And another woman who had never done any healing at all fixed her from across the room. And she gets up and and she says it's gone. And and everyone said together, really. <laughs> so really, if I'm hearing you right, is when they're in person with you, you first with the years of different modality that you have learned, pass down these techniques for people to actually sense the energy world in, in a way that they never experienced before, and then you teach them specific things to notice the pains or the issue, the inflammation. 
whatever that is the cause, and with someone who they never have done healing before. So in that sense, um, it's almost like what you're saying, uh, upload of knowledge quickly, and then do a demo in person to show them how to sense. And then when they sense, since you're doing a lot of also teaching people to do it virtually, and um, is that just because you have uploaded the really software, right? If we're operating in our brain operate a reading system, that software has upgraded and then they're able to somehow detect things that they haven't noticed before. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of, you're, you're really close to all of it. Yeah. Uh, So I teach an assessment method, a method of testing to figure out what's going on. And we do actually have what I I call it the roadmap. And so it's uh, it is hands on the body. And it's really fast, takes about 15, 20 minutes. So we actually teach hands on, but I like to start, I I like to do things backwards to really open people's minds. And so when you first see it remotely, you're just like, how, how was I? I mean, everyone said, really? And I had her get up and I had her jump up and down, walk around the room, jump up and down again on that knee that had been bad for, I don't even remember. It was another 15, 20 year problem. And the woman who did it, She's just like, I I didn't do anything. I don't know. I said, that's the angels. That's what the angels do. And so I do teach this assessment method of how to figure out what's going on. And I have, it's like a, it's like a recipe. So you just follow the recipe and you follow the, I mean, and that's, you know, the show and tells that we're doing. (laughs) I love show and tell, you know, everyone wants to do a Q and a, you know, let's do a Q and a. And, you know, the doctors talk about their stuff that they're doing, whatever Uh -uh, we're showing you. (laughs) <laughs> we're showing you and then telling you how what you're going to learn and how it works. But like, for example, that woman, she she just was like, but I, I didn't do anything. And I said, well, yeah, that's that's what the angels are here for. And that's what we are teaching. And that's what you gain access to is is this this angelic realm, an understanding of how to you know, observation changes the outcome of an experiment. I hope you like today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Odds are you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in the healthcare industry. It starts with me and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your struggles and success within the healthcare industry. Visit sabrinarombag.com forward slash connect where you can send me a direct message. She really gets the conversation. She understands, she's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness and she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to one, listen to our show, but to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Take an opportunity to meet with and talk with Sabrina. She's just a wealth of information and powerful results. And it, it, for myself, just to be able to reflect and see what she's created by her forms and processes is amazing. I can't uh, emphasize enough, it's time well spent and uh, money well invested. And so take the time. Invest in yourself. My experience is really, really unique because I started with Sabrina when I was still finishing up chiropractic school and uh, have gone through it during my break and am now a practicing doctor. 
So everything she's learned has been, or everything I've learned and she's taught has been applied at different levels and portions of my life. And I feel like I can continue to um, grow and develop these skills in the future. So I was able to do the one-on-ones as well as the group sessions with Sabrina and both had some really impactful things to teach me. There were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone. And that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What were some other things? Our first call that we ever had, there was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama. And these are simple things. I did, but it was my gratitude. And it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, we would love to be in the position that I'm in and I forget that, but I forgot it. Go to sabrinarumbach.com forward slash community to grab one of the 30 spots. See you soon.